This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Creed Stan Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. <laughs> Welcome back to On the Block. I'm me, Strick, and my partner, Jake Bogovin. On the Block with Stricken Bach, you are here, tuned in. We thank you for joining us at 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We are going to touch and talk about this one. Listen, bro, I don't care what it, anybody says. Up to this point, this by far has been the greatest NFL playoff of all time. If the Super Bowl turns out to be like anything that these last games have been, it is by far the greatest I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I'm sure others can attest to the same. But wow, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend of football again as we witnessed. We have a great matchup now, and I think I picked it again. I think I picked it again. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, I said, would get it done. And I said the Rams because I just did not have the confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. Not for anything because he's a bad quarterback. I just figured it would turn out the way it did. Do I have a crystal ball or what is it about E. Sticky that makes him the man during this playoffs? I don't know. What do you think, Bob? What do, what do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know what it is either, but uh, I should have been listening to you and been running out down to the local casino uh, to make these bets. <laughs> I didn't know you were this uh, this much of a, of a so good at predicting these outcomes here. Man, I'm like a, I'm like a, one of them soothsayers, man. Them guys, you know, <laughs> what is their name? Miss Cleo. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I'm Miss Cleo, you know, <laughs> at this point. But, yes, man, let's get into it, man. Let's talk a little bit about it. We got a little bit of time to touch on it. Joe Burrow. Jake, is Joe Burrow the next best thing in his division? As we look at the division, the quarterbacks that are in that division right now is Lamar Jackson. You have Baker Mayfield. You have the departure of Ben Roethlisberger. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, right now, they are the standard. They are the ones that everyone is chasing as far as excellence in, in, in the way in the quarterback play, other than, you know, your top of the line, Tom Brady's and Mahomes. But they are the next young best quarterbacks that are out there. And so at this point, he has upended the champ. He has upended the champ in the, in the, in the KC Chiefs and Mahomes. You didn't get to see Josh Allen, but... He did what most could not do, and that's up in Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What is it? What is it that he needs to do in this Super Bowl to be able to shoot to the stars of acclaim in the NFL in this next coming game? 
What's particularly interesting in the AFC, and like you said, even in his own division, because uh, obviously the names you kind of think of first after, um, like you said, a great MVP candidate, Lamar. Yeah, MVP. Lamar's got an MVP already. Um, Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has an MVP. I mean, all these guys are in the AFC, um, so it's going to be tough just to be on that side. I wonder if he's there. I mean, he's got such a cool – um, kind of, kind of way about him, right? I mean, everybody kind of, you know, you kind of think back to Joe Cool, Joe Montana, or whatever. Um, he's kind of got that same sort of vibe to him, and it, and it's won everywhere he's gone. Obviously, uh, winning at LSU, I should say, everywhere he's gone, he went to Ohio State. Well, they won there too as well, so maybe that does rub off on him uh, for getting the win there. But overall, it, it's it's just fascinating because he's got a ways to go in my mind to catch up to those guys. Um, but he's still like winning. I mean, it's his second year; he's got a lot of times to time to get there. I wonder though. I mean, they're, they're they're, they're the team that they had 125 to one odds to make the Super Bowl. That's the highest odds. This was preseason highest odds uh, since the St. Woo. Louis Rams did it in 1999. So this is like a big surprise. They were 10 and seven in the regular season. Sometimes we become prisoners of the moment, right? I'm not ready to do that with Cincinnati. We see this every year, a lot of well, most years in the Super Bowl, um, where either the the team that wins or the team that that's in the Super Bowl doesn't make the playoff next year. Every year in the NFL, you see a team go from worst to first or whatever within their division. So it's there's a lot of parity in this league, and sometimes it's just getting hot at the right time. I think that that's where the Bengals are. I I don't know if I'm ready to say he takes over Roethlisberger's spot for the next 20 years um, to be the the main guy in the AFC North, especially with Lamar in that division. Um, But he certainly has moved himself up, uh, you know, a, a few a few pings when you talk about ranking NFL quarterbacks, and he's so young. Um, you know, the, the you know there's a, there's a high ceiling for it in the future. I'm just not ready. And I do this with playoffs. I talk often about um, playoffs don't necessarily give you the best team. Um, sometimes it gives you the hottest team. I think the Bengals are closer to that um, than the best team overall in just team building moving forward. They're in a good spot. Jamar Chase, a 21 year old. I mean, they, they've got some some very good pieces, but I don't know if I'm ready to say the Bengals are, are definitely going to make two to three Super Bowls in the next few years. Understandable. I, I do have this one question. I mean, you look at what, what you said. They've got great paces. You know, uh, T. Higgins has stepped up for them at this point. And they've got a great running game. And Joe Mixon, who was able to wear down that defense uh, there and, and really start to, you know, pound it and, and, and make some noise late in the game there. But do you see this as a possible Joe Namath moment? It could be. I mean, that, that's the uh, doubting Joe Burrow hasn't worked for anybody yet, right? Joe, two Joes now, two Joes. That's right. And I think there's another like the only ones to to do it to have played in a, or to win a championship and then played in a Super Bowl. I think there's three of them. I can't remember. I think it's Joe Theismann, Joe Burrow now, and, and Joe Namath. So there's something about yeah. that Joe Cool, that Joe Name, um, that that translates success from college to pro as well. Um, but. Uh, I, I, you know, like, like I said, I, I far from doubting him. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to take away from anything from the moment um, that the Bengals are having. It's been fun and they've kind of been dubbed America's team because again, there's such an underdog coming into this thing and they don't necessarily have the pieces. Well, other than, <laughs> yeah, other than you calling them, I love everybody. the underdog, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it, and I think they will be, I think that there will be kind of America's team as we lead in the Super Bowl week as well. Um, you know, part of it's their history, not having won for such a long time, uh, never having won a Super Bowl, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's just a cool story altogether. But Joe Burrow leads the cool. And he, and he does it the post game, whether he's smoking a cigar or having his diamonds, uh, you know, diamond necklaces on. He just he looks so confident and he never loses that poise. And I think it plays that effect on the rest of the locker room. 
Awesome, man. Yeah. So as we transition, let's move on because it's a great story with, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford over there. Obviously, we kind of touched on it a little bit. 12 years in the in the bottom feeding dweller of the you know Motor City up there in Detroit, um, having some great pieces up there. But you can't knock the fact that Aaron Donald and his excellence as a, you know, the probably arguably the best player in the NFL right now. And does he deserve credit for taking not only one, but two QBs to the Super Bowl? You know, even with Matthew Stafford, who has shouldered the weight of the most hopeless franchise in the NFL over the last 12 years of his career, you know, being that the Lions have only won two games in Stafford's rookie year, then he's injured in his second year, and then comes back in his third season, throws for over 5,000 yards with the with the likes of Megatron, and then gets to the playoffs, but never being able to win it at 0-3, now breaks through. But is Aaron Donald the key to that success, or is Matthew Stafford just really been that good and now finding himself with the pieces needed to show how great he really is. Well, I, I, it, it's it's the cop out answer, right? You want it on your on your debate shows. You want to have one side or the other, but I do think it is a little bit of both. I think that Aaron Donald and that defense deserved a lot more credit, um, maybe than they got for kind of leading Jared Goff to the Super Bowl. But I think Matthew Stafford is a little bit of a different story, right? I mean, he had over forty touchdown passes. He, he he's led Cooper Cup, you know, throwing all the you know Cooper Cup's getting all the attention and abs- and absolutely should for breaking all those records as a wide receiver. But somebody's been slinging the ball to him that whole time. It's been one man. Matthew Stafford um so I, I think Stafford does deserve a lot more credit but you do wonder because I've said it for a long time and, and and I've been riding the Rams this playoffs is because I think that that's one of the best run organizations I mean they, they do a good job of taking advantage of being in Los Angeles kind of the Hollywood feel um taking on one year two year contracts this is how they made the last Super Bowl um taking on like the one year contract of Indomitian Sioux this is how they're doing it again um it's it's just amazing to see them and they've got all their they're you know they've got everything pushed to the middle they have the Super Bowl they're hosting it from SoFi Stadium which what a beautiful stadium that is and how cool was it to see all those Californians sticking in it looked like a color rush uh game out on in you know in the in the stands there but um it was beautiful but they don't have a a pick as as they highlight in the broadcast they don't have a 2023 pick either I mean 2024 yeah I mean so it's gonna be a while they're they're pushing all their chips in to get to the Super Bowl and they made it um it's but it's just hard to find I think Aaron Donald doesn't get enough credit for what he's doing because he didn't have a magnificent year uh, uh, as far as Aaron Donald's st- standards go, right? There's been years where you go, oh, he's defensive player of the year, absolutely. This year, probably not quite that level. Still one of the best players on the planet. Um, and obviously Jalen Ramsey, all those other guys, it's not a one-man defense either. But um, I-, I think he deserves a lot of credit, and I think he'll start to get a little bit more of that because you just start to wonder, you know, how many quarterbacks could they put in there and make it to the Super Bowl with the Rams the last couple of years. You've been able to do it with Goff and Stafford. I mean, we can talk about Stafford and I, and I will, you know, for a long time about how talented he is and how many yards he's throwing and all that stuff. But, um, you know, th- that's, those are two quarterbacks that just haven't had a whole lot of success outside of their chance with the Rams and haven't had a whole lot of opportunities. Don't get me wrong, but um, for one year, take one year, to grab Stafford and take him to the Super Bowl, um, not many, not many GMs could do that. Not many organizations could do that, despite the talent that Stafford has. One note, too, man. I, I, I thought this was very intriguing for me. You see him kind of get to the roster in the divisional, you know, or just, or actually, probably, yeah, it was either in the wild card game or in the divisional game 
where you see a man who's sitting down on his couch in good shape, sipping on some wine like I'm doing. And then all of a sudden he gets the call, Eric Weddle. What a great, is the timing not perfect for him to get in there? He made a few plays, made a couple of good hits. He's out there doing his thing, picked up the playbook as if he never left. And he's back out there getting busy. I thought that was a tremendous story. Another note, as uh, before I let you jump in on that, is I've seen the Twitter mob go crazy, and it's good to see all of the Lions fans absolutely supporting Stafford, even as he's not with the, the Lions anymore. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Guys with their Lions jerseys on, they were supporting Stafford, going all in for him and excited for him. But also... Another crazy note for the Rams, right? They have restricted, <laughs> they had restricted, they had restrict had restricted the NFC championship ticket sales <laughs> to only Los Angeles residents for that game. Oof. Because there's this whole bunch of people that was probably trying to jump on the bandwagon and get in there to, to see that happen. I thought that was cool. So what's your thoughts about stuff like that? I mean, who thinks about that? Like, I'm going to bring in Eric Weddle off the couch. That's crazy to me. That's a GM, like, super GM to me. Yeah, and of course, Eric Weddle, I mean, the, the problem with the, the underdog story is Eric Weddle's, you know, been an all-pro a few times. I mean, he's a he's an excellent player. It just seemed like he was retired, you know, and passed his time. Um, but, you know, the, the same uniforms they're wearing as, as they did back in Kurt Warner's day, that's what I'm thinking of with Weddle. It's like, is this just for the uh, um, the second movie in that Kurt Warner franchise that they're getting going? Because this is this is American underdog story as well, is to be retired and make come back and make it to the Super Bowl and playing a, a pretty significant um, yeah. you know, piece Whoa. to that. He's not just, you know, mm-hmm. playing special teams or something like that. He's out there. Um, so it, it's exciting to see, um, you know, like, like I said, it, I, that's just what I love about the, the Super Bowl. You get to see it every year. There's these, there's so many stories and we get so fixated on the quarterbacks and it's understandable. Everybody knows the quarterbacks follows them along year in and year out. Uh, and so it's an easy talking to- topic and they have the ball and, and all that stuff. But so much more is, 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 you know, needed to, to win a football game outside of the quarterback position. And there's so many cool stories along the way to get there. Uh, and, and on the Rams side, obviously there's so much on the Cincinnati side that Nebraskans can tie to, right. That they understand that they've, they've kind of fought those battles with some of those guys, uh, with the Rams, you might have to search a little bit more, but nationally, not so much to that, to that point that you made though. Also, you kind of wonder like that was cool, with the, the 49ers and the Rams, you felt kind of that California rivalry. I still feel like the Chargers are the odd man out, even though they're in the same city as the Rams. Like a Chargers-Rams battle, battle for L.A., just doesn't really get me going just because they're so, so new to L.A. But San Francisco, a historic franchise, taking on the Rams, another historic franchise, that was cool. I think that's that's the California battle that uh, that I like, especially now that the Raiders have left and went to Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Let's transition now to this uh, the Chiefs game. And, um, you know, the Chiefs Bengals. So what started off as perhaps one of the best first half playoff performances for Patrick Mahomes, you know, his, you know, he probably had the worst second half play that a quarterback has ever shown. But the crazy thing about it, though, is in week 17, he had a similar thing where he went nuts in the first half and was a no show the second half. So it was like, it was like they were caught in the matrix and they saw, you know, they said, you know, they're going up the stairs and they see the, 
the black cat and he's shaking and it's like a deja vu moment. It was like the same thing that happened the first time happened the second time. So, you know, they, they basically was upended. They had a chance to record their fourth straight home conference championship game. And they were up 21 to three and end up losing the game. How do they recover? And do you think that the chiefs have missed their opportunity, their windows of opportunity or will they return back to the same prominence that they've been used to? Well, certainly thinking from, you know, the Patrick Mahomes major contract, uh, you know, agreement they had over about a year ago, whatever it was. 200 some million ticket yeah. plus ownership of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, in like 10 years. I mean, you, so you think that their window opportunity is going to keep going, but sometimes it, it doesn't. You know, whatever happens, maybe it's not effective uh, if Kelsey ends up retiring down the line or whatever. So, you know, you, you start start to think about that. The main one that I would be worried about is Andy Reid. Andy Reid's getting up there in age, and, and maybe things would look quite a bit different uh, with a different coach there. But don't get me wrong, there would be – that would be quite the the coach opening. I mean, I think you'd have all the top names in football trying to get that job and trying to pair themselves with Patrick Mahomes. I don't necessarily think of the window as closing, but I knew, do know that Chiefs fans um, are starting to get frustrated. And Mahomes, like I just I just went through the quarterback thing and how it's probably not fair on the quarterbacks, but running back to that discussion because it's easy to relate to. Mahomes is starting to kind of get that Aaron Rodgers type of vibe. He's so young in his career, it can continue to, to happen. But there's, there's somewhat of a disappointment in Kansas City that they only have one Super Bowl um, with the positions they've been in in the last four years. Uh, one Super Bowl title, two Super Bowl appearances. But, um, you know, that's something that always comes back on Aaron Rodgers. Um, certainly could be worse, like Dan Marino never had the Super Bowl championship. So um, it could be worse, but... Um, I do, I do wonder how much that's going to start adding up, and, and to to the fact that Mahomes didn't, uh, you know, play well down the stretch in that game. Maybe it should have been expected. I mean, he played so well against Buffalo. We kind of all got back to the point of Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world and he's untouchable. You forget this regular season, he was kind of up and down, and he wasn't uh, wasn't always himself. Uh, this wasn't the Chiefs' offense that had had been in the last couple of years. He had a, a, a like it's just kind of silly to say that he had a, a down year because he had one of the better years in the NFL. But for him, it was a bit of a down year, a career high in interceptions, and and that that stuff kind of popped out there toward the end. Um, so it, it's just it, it it's fascinating. Um, to kind of see and, and think about moving forward, they're still one of the more stable teams. Like if you tell me who's who's your bet to be in the Super Bowl next year. Before I'd say Rams or Bengals, the two teams that moved on this week, and I'd say the Chiefs. I think they're they're you know as far as stable franchises go, I I I, I think they look pretty solid. So I don't think that that window is necessarily closing, but um, I I know Kansas City fans are already starting to do the math backwards and think that they may have missed a few opportunities. Um, and you never know when that window does close because a lot of times it's not it's not projecting it out three or four years and then you can reset the team. It just kind of comes all of a sudden out of nowhere, something happens and then your team's never the same. Well, one thing I can say for sure, I am glad that I didn't get to see any TikTok videos from Jackson Holmes <laughs> that after that, I'm glad yeah. that that didn't happen, but nonetheless, you, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that it's a fleeting and, and their opportunity is done at this point. But you do have to look at what the competition is looking like now going forward, right, for the next few years to come with, you know, the emergence of uh, Joe Burrow at Cincinnati. Obviously, you know, sooner or later, Josh Allen's going to break through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sooner yeah. or later, Josh Allen's going to clip you because he's playing that kind of ball and he has that type of 
you know, uh, uh, swag about him. And then you got to also look at the, you know, what's going on down there where, as you said, with the Chargers, yes, they're kind of on the back burner right now, but Justin Herbert is kind of coming along himself and emerging, you know, you add a few pieces to that puzzle and then, you know, they've got a little change of dynamics. So with the likes of these young quarterbacks that are emerging, and as you said earlier, the parodies that are out there in the, in, in the sphere, you know, the opportunities to continue to get back there can begin to shrink. So that's going to be interesting. I love the fact that, you know, Jamar Chase and, and, you know, they, they seem to be over, you know, over under on him all night, still found a way to make plays, but T Higgins stepped up huge for them in that game when he was able to get it done. Let's transition now over to, uh, you know, the San Francisco game, obviously in the Rams, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, so we talked about earlier with him having a thumb issue, also suffering, a, you know, uh, that torn ligament in his thumb and his right shoulder that was sprained as well. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what's next for him and the opportunity, you know, you know, for his next destination. Will he have the opportunity to select his next destination? Right. Because he still is a valuable player. He's somebody that, you know, somebody can look to and, and, and you know, with so much. Uh, uncertainty at the quarterback positions out there, not knowing what Tom Brady's going to do as far as his retirement. You've got um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, looking to maybe creep over to to Denver, possibly if if, if Hackett gets over there, maybe we we just don't know. Maybe Green Bay will want to retain him. But at the end of the day, Garoppolo is solid. He's a solid quarterback out there. He's going to have surgery. I think me personally, I like your thoughts. Me personally, I think they're going to wait to see how this surgery ends up before somebody pulls the trigger and wants to give up something valuable for him. And I think if that happens, the surgery comes out well, he's able to still perform, that he may be able to choose his next destination in the trade. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's fascinating because the 49ers are still in a position. He is on contract next year, um, which you, maybe you could think that's good, but he's on contract for $27 million. So if he's if he's not your plan moving forward, um, then maybe they decide to cut ties with him and, and get going. At the same time, um, I think they got to be careful about when they're blending over this trade. Like, Trey Lance has to be ready. Ready to, to to take them to the Super Bowl because that's what Jimmy. There's is, where there are. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where Jimmy's at. You don't want to give up a year or two for the long term on a young guy when you have no guarantees the young guy is gonna gonna turn out. He, I mean, he, you that's. put that investment in him, but if you're if they're in compete now mode. Um, so I think that there's an opportunity that Jimmy G comes back next year just because of how well it went. And clearly he can take him to the Super Bowl. I mean, there's no questions about it. So um, I, I, I think that that's a possibility. Um, but it is it is fascinating because I think if you're the 49ers and then, you know, there's also you talked about some of those guys. I mean, if, if you could get an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady out of retirement or something like that. Well, the hell with both those guys then, and, and you're in compete mode now, and bring those guys in, and, and obviously Trey Lance yeah. would still have to wait for a few more years, but um, you know it, it's just fascinating. And you don't have to pay him, you know, yeah. because he's what going in thirty. Yeah, then you wouldn't have to like touch him up to that high level of, yeah. a, of a top rate because he's 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 going to be a guy that hasn't really proven himself, right? But I think he will be. I mean, he's a starter in this league. We, we can knock him all yeah. we want. He's not a high end, um, going to go out there and throw for five touchdowns very often, but he's really good at quarterbacking his team from everybody. I mean, the, the number one thing you hear about him is he's a great teammate, which can kind of sound silly, but like the room 
loves him. I mean, anybody that, that's in, you know, a, a teammate with him uh, is confident with him, wants to fight for him. You know, that's the kind of same stuff you want with your head coach. You went out of your quarterback, command in the huddle, respect from everybody, and that extra push from everybody because they want to help you get it done as well. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a chance he sticks with the 49ers even next year, though it, it, it just it would be pretty costly. I mean, it's an expensive contract. Um but, you know, it also just depends. Maybe more of it isn't so much what Jimmy G is going to do or what can he, you know, isn't so much on his timeline. It's more on Trey's timeline. And if he's ready, then go ahead and make the move. But if he's not, um, you have your, insur- your insurance policy right there. Well, the sad thing about all of this, and it may not be true, but most fans may not just look at what his heart brought to the table, his effort that it took to play with the injuries that he had sustained. They may not necessarily remember all of that good. They may only just remember that last play of him scrambling and trying to find it, and then he chucks it, and then they end up getting the interception. It's likely, it's it's possible, may not be likely, that those may be the last moments that they saw of him in his 49ers uh, 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 jersey, but we don't know for sure. But, um, you know, I, I do wish Garoppolo the best. You know, he gave what he what he could give to the organization. Yes, they may say that there's some negativities that come with that. But at the end of the day, he got them there. He did what is necessary. And, boy, I feel bad for Debo Samuels as well. Man, he just he took it to heart. He gave everything he had as well. He's going to be a phenomenal threat, whoever is going to be throwing him the ball. And uh, I think if they improve in their run game a little bit, they get something there solid. I think their defense is going to continue to be stout, and they can find their way back. Hopefully we'll see. Uh, after this, we're going to talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Is he gone? Is he retiring? Is he staying? We'll talk about that next on the block right here on 93.7 The Ticket. 